0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and I sure am glad that you're here. We've almost hit a full year with Biceps After Babies Radio. I can't believe it. And the reason that I'm still here is because you are here and you guys show up and you share the podcast and you love it and you tell me that you love it and you tell your friends. And so I want to just give a big shout out. We're coming up on that year anniversary. I have a fun episode planned for that. But I really just want to give a shout out to you because you are the reason that I do this. I get the feedback that it makes a difference. And when it makes a difference, that makes me want to show up for you. It makes me want to record. It makes me want to do episodes. And I hope that you are finding value in the things that I'm putting out. And if you are finding value and if you are loving what you are hearing, two ways that you can really help to support the podcast. The first is to leave a review on iTunes. That really helps with rankings. It really helps with visibility. It really helps with people being able to find the podcast. Some of you guys have found the podcast recently, whether searching iTunes or searching on Google. And having those ratings and reviews really helps that process to be able to help reach more people. So thank you if you've done that. And if you haven't, it takes less than five minutes. Go onto iTunes, leave a review, and that's super helpful for the podcast. The second thing that you can do is just tell your friends. Post it on your Instagram. Talk to your friends at the park. Share it with your friends. I love it when I hear people find me because... Their friend told me them about me. And that, I mean, word of mouth is really the best compliment that you can pay, that you are directing your friends because you feel like it's a good resource. So just continue to share it with people who you feel like would find value from the episodes. You can always... Um, share it with your friends. So in iTunes or in Spotify or in Stitcher, wherever you're listening, there usually is an option to share the episode and you can just send out a text or if, you know, this would really fit somebody in your life, send it throughout through an email. And that really helps the podcast to gain some more traction and gain more ground and, and reach more people, which is really the goal. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about CrossFit. And some of you guys don't listen or don't do CrossFit, and you may wonder if you're going to get any value out of this episode. I I promise you that there is value outside of those who already do CrossFit. Because we're going to take some of the, the things that we do in CrossFit or the lessons that I've learned that we can apply to many, many areas of our life. Now, I want to do just a quick recap of kind of my fitness journey when it comes to the specific types of exercise that I'm doing. I talked about this a little bit more in depth in episode number 23, where I talked about CrossFit versus bodybuilding, versus powerlifting. So if that's interesting to you and you kind of want to hear the differences between the different styles of training, definitely go back and listen to episode number 23. And we'll link that in the show notes as well to kind of direct you to that episode. And the show notes can always be found at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash whatever the episode number is. So for example, this one is episode 54. So you want to find the show notes, bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 54. So because I told the whole story back in that episode, I'm just going to kind of do a quick recap for those of you who may be new or just listening for the first time. And my fitness journey really started when I was 14 and my mom took me to the weight room. And I've talked about this many times. It was, it was a pivotal part of, of my growing up years. And I started very young uh, seeing weight lifting with females as being very normalized and something that you know women just did. So. As I was going through college, um, I st- continued to lift in the in the weight room kind of sporadically, nothing consistent, nothing like really pointed or really targeted towards some sort of goal, but I showed up in, in the weight room. And then as I started to have babies, this is when I made my transition into group fitness. And group fitness was was kind of a, a big love for me and a big shift going from working out and just showing up the gym and doing my own thing to being able to be in a room with people and the energy that is in group fitness and the friends that you make and the community that that is there. I just loved group fitness and I loved it so much that I decided I wanted to teach it and I ended up getting certified in a bunch of different formats and I taught group fitness for eight years and I really enjoyed that time. Um, it worked out perfectly for me as a mom. I was able to bring my kids to the childcare. They were able to get watched. I was able to do my workouts. And I got paid for workouts, which I was going to do anyway. So to me, it was just a win-win-win all the way across the board. But at the end, I started getting antsy for something more. I recognized that as much as I loved group fitness, that it wasn't really moving me towards any goal. And that's fine. We don't, we don't always have to train and let me just pause really quickly and and elaborate the difference between training and exercise, because this is a really important concept that not a lot of people understand. Training has a specific purpose. It has a specific outcome. It has a specific goal that you're working towards. And what you're doing in the gym is pushing you towards that goal. Whereas exercise is just showing up, right? It's just like moving your body, doing what feels good, getting your heart rate up. And there's nothing wrong with just exercising. There's nothing wrong with that being this part of your life where it's just like, you just want to be overall healthy. And so you just move your body in a way that feels good. But it's very different from training. Training is very specific. It's very targeted. And I had done exercise for a long time, right? I'd done group fitness and I'd felt like, yeah, I showed up and then I enjoyed it and I had fun, but I was ready for the next step. I was ready to like have a targeted goal that I was actually working towards. And so I spent some time in bodybuilding because I feel like where a lot of people start, right? They want to like change the look of their body and the aesthetic aspect of it. Um, And then I transitioned into powerlifting because I decided, you know what? rather than just looking strong, I actually want to be strong. I saw women lifting heavy weights and I was like, I want to do that. That looks super awesome. So I spent some time in powerlifting, competed in powerlifting, and then transitioned over to CrossFit just about a year ago. And I talk about that transition in um, episode number 23. So if you're interested in, in why I made that switch and why I made the switches that I did throughout the time, definitely go listen to that episode. But I've been doing CrossFit now for about a year, and I thought it would be high time to do a podcast episode about my experience in CrossFit and specifically what I have learned over the last year when it comes to doing CrossFit and how you can apply this to any part of your fitness journey, not just if you are a CrossFit athlete. Also, before I dive into the things that I've learned, I do want to let you know that I have a free six weeks to your first pull-up guide. And this is for people who are thinking, you know, it would be really cool to do a pull-up. Maybe you can't do any pull-ups or you've never been able to do pull-ups and you have that set as a goal or an intention of something that you would like to achieve. A lot of women think that that would be really cool to be able to do a pull-up and then they're like, but I can't, and I have no idea how to work towards that. And so I created a free guide that's six weeks that walks you through the exercises, the reps, the sets that you need to do to be able to build that progression. Because going from doing zero pull-ups to going to doing one pull-up uh, isn't just about trying it more and more and more. There's actually specific exercises that you can do that will progress you towards that stage. And so that's what I walk you through in this free guide. So if you want to snag that free guide, head to show notes. So it's by centerbabies.com forward slash 54. And in the show notes, we will link to that free guide. You just can download it and get to work. It's been super exciting to see women go through that program. And then at the end, they DM me videos of them hitting their first pull-up. It's, it's a really big deal. Okay. So what have I learned in my first year of doing CrossFit? CrossFit. The first thing that I have learned is that people have a, a lot of opinions and um, perceptions about CrossFit, and it's been interesting as people ask me what I'm doing, and I and I tell them that I'm doing CrossFit. That there are some immediate like perceptions that people have about the process, and I think some of these come from um, a little bit of history with CrossFit. I feel like um, when CrossFit got started, it it, it has morphed into something else than when it got started. When it got started, I think there was a little less oversight. I think there was a little bit more push on just getting the work done, going heavy, going hard every single time. Not a lot of emphasis necessarily on um, form or technique. And a lot of people ended up getting injured. And so I think from the get-go, CrossFit kind of got a bad name of like, people go These untrained people show up and they push themselves too hard and they don't do it quite right and they get injured. Um, People were getting rhabdomyolysis, which is you know something that you don't want to get, where your tissue is breaking down um, and it can put you in the hospital. And so I think there was, as CrossFit got started, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because of, um, people getting hurt and injuries and people kind of looked at it as like, that's crazy. Why would you ever want to do that? And why would you ever want to go and like put yourself in a position where you may get injured? And so I think much to CrossFit's credit, a lot has changed over the years as, um, They've tried to make this a more inclusive sport um, and being able to include people who are untrained, who are just walking in off the street, who have never picked up a barbell and be able to transition them into feeling comfortable with barbells, being able to feel comfortable with progression. Um, and so for those of you who have, kind of eyed CrossFit, maybe you're nervous about whether or not you want to try it out or you want to join a gym or um, you just are worried about, are you going to get injured if you do it? One thing that I will really tell you is that I feel like, and this, this is likely box specific to some extent, but I feel like as a whole, CrossFit has really tried to take CrossFit and be able to make it applicable to wherever you are in your fitness journey. Meaning, if you're just walking out off the street, haven't exercised, and you're just wanting to get started, you can start at CrossFit. The coaches are really good about taking the movements and breaking them down. Um, in our box specifically, and I can't speak for other boxes, but I know our coaches are really big on form and really big on not having you increase your weights. Until you're actually ready, and so I think this idea that you're going to be thrown into a box and you're going to have to, you know, lift heavy weights from the get-go isn't quite accurate. And there's a lot that's done to be able to make sure it's safe. There's a lot that's done to make sure you're not pushing yourself in a way that would might get you injured. Um, and so I, I think the first thing that I have learned is that there is a perception about CrossFit that isn't always. A completely accurate. Now, I don't necessarily think everyone should go out and do CrossFit. However, if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about trying it, I really encourage you to go and give it a shot. You'll either love it or it won't be for you, but either way, you're going to get an exposure to something that's different and something that's new. And you can decide if it's something that you want to continue. But your perceptions about what CrossFit actually is, is likely very different from what crossfit actually is. And I and I found that as I went to my first crossfit class and as I started going, it really wasn't anything like I had thought it was or expected. The second thing that I've learned doing crossfit over the last year is that it's always you versus you. And this is what I mean, in crossfit, they give you a workout of the day, and they have what's called the called RX, which is the prescribed weight and reps. And the cr- great thing about CrossFit is that not everybody does RX. Not everybody lifts the heavy weights. Um, but the point is, is that we pick a weight that is challenging for you. And that may mean scaling it back. I have gone to CrossFit many times. When I'm sitting with a 135 pound barbell doing whatever movement we're doing. And somebody's next to me with a 50 pound barbell. And the point isn't that I'm better or stronger or whatever. The point is, is that for me, a 135 pound barbell is challenging. And for her or him, a 50 pound barbell is challenging. And so the really important thing that I've learned is that and we can compare this to your fitness journey, is really that it is important to challenge yourself. And what is challenging for you may not be challenging for someone else. And it's really important with that comparison game, and I know that that you know this, but it still tends to creep up, that comparison game, it doesn't matter what the person next to you is lifting. It doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. It doesn't matter the process that the person next to you is going through. What is important is you comparing where you are today to where you were yesterday and where you were the day before. And some days are going to be better than others. And some days you're just going to show up and that's going to be a win. And other days you're going to PR. But as we can really narrow in on our journey, our goals our progress, and just put the blinders on when it comes to comparing that to anybody else, it's so incredibly important. Are you doing things that are challenging for you? That's the question that I want you to be asking. Are you challenging you in a way that pushes you to grow? Regardless of if you're lifting a 50-pound barbell or a 135-pound barbell, if it's challenging for you, you're in the right place and you're growing and you're working on you and what you can accomplish. The third thing I've learned in CrossFit is that layers are the best way to learn anything challenging. I come from a background of powerlifting. I did powerlifting for a year and a half, two years, something like that. Um, And with powerlifting, uh, the movements are a very uh, single not dynamic, consistent movement, meaning when you do a deadlift, you start with the bar on the ground and you pick it up and you put it down, right? It's like a, it's like a straight line up down. When you do squat, it's the same thing, right? You put it on your back, you go down, you go up. There's no, like, there's just not a ton of like overall movement. Um, you know, same thing with a bench. It's like you take the bar, you go down up when I transitioned into CrossFit, CrossFit employs um, a mixture of Olympic lifting as well as some power lifting. But the Olympic lifting sp- specifically is much more dynamic, meaning there's a lot more moving parts when it comes to doing a snatch, for example. So for those of you who don't know what a snatch is, imagine the barbell on the floor, your hands are out wide, and you pull that barbell from the floor all the way up overhead and basically explode and then drop under the bar. And this is a much more dynamic movement, right? There's a whole lot more moving parts when you're doing something from the ground overhead to the floor than when you're just doing a deadlift and you're standing up and uh, putting the barbell back down. Not to say one movement is harder than the other, but Olympic lifting tends to be more dynamic. There's more moving pieces. And so what I have found is that the coaches are very good at layering the cues, which means when you start out trying to do a snatch, your coach isn't going to start you with um, where exactly your elbow should be, and um, you know exactly the position that your hand should be, and when you like timing. Like those are some of the more advanced concepts that you'll get to, but we first have to get you set up with the bar. On the ground, right? You have to get your hands in the right position on the ground. You have to understand what is the motion, um, how does the bar go up and over your head, um, and some of those basic things. And once you've Establish that, and once you've started with a very light weight, and can and can do the movement, right? Can get the bar up over your head, then we move to the next round of cues, and the coach will start to layer on different cues. Okay, this time I want you to think about your elbows. Are your elbows coming up out back? They should be doing this, um, and then you can start to think about that cue, right? Because you've already got the first cues nailed. And then once you get that cue, there's always more layers of cues that we can do. Um, right now, one of the cues that I'm really working on is keeping my chest lifted. I tend to collapse my chest. But that wasn't a cue that my coach told me when I was first starting out. We start with the very basics, and then we layer on those cues as it get as we get more comfortable with the previous cues, and it becomes habit, and it becomes something we have to think about. And then we can layer on other cues and get a little bit more technical with the lift. Now, how do we relate this to our fitness journey? As you are making changes in your life, so often people want to just go balls to the walls, right? They wake up one day, they're fed up with their body, they're fed up with life and the way that it's going, and they're like, I'm going to change it, right? I'm going to eat better. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to stop smoking um, and I'm going to cut out sugar. And we have these big ideas of like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change my body and I'm all in. And what tends to happen when we try to do all of that at the same time is we get burned out. And It's too much change in too little of a time. And so what I always encourage my clients to do and what, what I'm going to encourage you to do in your journey is to think about layering habits, just like we layer cues. We start with the very most basic of cues. And once those, you don't have to think about it anymore. It's just muscle memory. That muscle memory has kicked in. You can go on to the next cues and you can continue to layer those cues. What if you looked at your fitness journey as the same way? I always encourage clients to think about one thing that they could do today that will move them closer to their goal. Not 12, not 5, not a 100, but one thing. And let's get you feeling really comfortable and confident and make that one thing a habit that you don't have to think about. And then once that's a habit, let's layer on another habit, and then another habit, another habit. And when you can do this, you're starting to transition something that takes a lot of thought initially into a habit which doesn't require conscious thought. A habit is just something that you subconsciously do without having to have conscious thought, which frees up your conscious thought to add another habit. And then we can make that unconscious. And then now we have freed up our conscious mind to make another habit. Um, And so you just kind of continue to layer on those habits. And I think if more people did their fitness journey this way, we would see way less quitting. We would see way more success and we would see way more long-term success. Instead of having this good, bad, yo-yo, lose weight, regain it, we would see actual long-term sustainable change in the way that you go through your fitness journey. So I'm going to really encourage you to think about how you are layering your habits, when it comes to your fitness journey. Don't try to layer too many habits at once. Nail the habit, make it unconscious, and then move on to the next habit. And that's how you stay away from overwhelm. That is how you continue to make uh, progress. That is how you get to those higher level cues or those higher level habits is you get the basics down first. Number four, the fourth thing that I've learned over the last year of CrossFit if you aren't feeling challenged, it's time to find something else or it's time to push yourself in a new way. And I think this is one of the things that I've loved the most about CrossFit is that it is so varied and so dynamic that there is always something to be working on. Okay, in CrossFit we have gymnastics movements, we have the powerlifting movements, we have the Olympic lifting movements, we have cardiovascular endurance, and there's always something to be improving um, because there are so many different things that you do. And one of the things that I will really encourage you, again, this is this is a difference between training and working out. And there is nothing wrong with working out. There's nothing wrong with just showing up, moving your body, and feeling good. Um, but if you are getting to a place where you're wanting to train, meaning you're wanting to work for a goal, you're wanting to um, reach a specific outcome, you have to have that challenge element. And if it's not challenging you anymore, you have already adapted, you have already moved up to that next level. And then to continue making progress, you have to continue having a challenge. And so in CrossFit, this can be Pretty easy. Like there's always, I don't know, for me, there's always things that I can work on. There's always things that I can improve. There's always technique that I can get better at. But I encourage you in whatever you're doing, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're feeling like you're just going through the motions and you don't want to be, you want to be progressing, you want to be moving towards an end result, that. You change it. If it's not feeling challenging, something needs to change. Otherwise, you are just going to stay stagnant and you are just going to stay where you're at. Um, and if you want to be progressing, if you want to be moving forward, then it has to be challenging. And it's one of the reasons I got into CrossFit. I was ready to have a different type of challenge. Number five. And this is the last one, the last thing that I've learned from doing CrossFit the last year. Doing something with your strength is really fun. And I talked about this in episode number 23, that I was at a different place than some people are when they start CrossFit in that I had been lifting weights and I had been doing powerlifting specifically for quite a while before coming into CrossFit, meaning I had built a lot of strength prior to CrossFit. Now you can walk in at CrossFit and never have touched a barbell. That's not that's not a prerequisite. It's not a requirement. But I will tell you, coming from somebody who was already strong, it was really awesome to be able to dive into the CrossFit movements and already have that baseline strength to now be able to do fun things with that baseline strength. For example, when you come into CrossFit, one of the first things that you learn is something called kipping pull-ups. I'd never ever done kipping pull-ups in my life. Some people who don't look, do CrossFit look at it and they turn up their noses. But a, you know, a, a regular pull-up um, would just be you hanging from the bar, pulling up and letting and you know and releasing, and that's awesome. And that's what I'd done. I'd done a lot of pull-ups. I'd done a lot of weighted pull-ups, um, and I had built a lot of strength. Right, like I could do 15 consecutive pull-ups. Then I came into CrossFit and had to learn something new, which is the kipping pull-up, where you actually use your body and momentum to be able to kip up and down with the pull-up. And it, it simply is a different movement, um, where the static pull-up is just more about strict strength. Um, the kipping pull-up has some endurance element to it. It has some cardiovascular elements to it. Um, and it also has like some timing and technique elements to it that are just different from a strict pull-up. But I was able to come in and already have the baseline strength, already have strict pull-ups in the the bag. And I was able to then take that strength that I had already built and be able to translate it into a new movement that I had never done. Kipping pull-ups and then butterfly pull-ups and then into muscle-ups and ring muscle-ups and things like that. Um, And so what I found is that building strength will always benefit you down the road. And I think this is something that is so important, especially as women, to make strength a priority. Um, Wherever you're at right now, whether you're 25 or 65, making getting stronger a priority is so important because it's going to help you in anything that you do afterwards. Whether that is just aging and getting older, if you can build a baseline amount of strength now, it's always going to benefit you as you age. If you can build a baseline amount of strength now, whatever you want to do, whether that's dancing or hiking or getting into CrossFit, you will never go wrong getting stronger. And it's one of the big things of my platform that I I just really want to communicate is the um, value physically that comes from being strong, but also the value mentally that comes from being strong. And I hear it time and time again from women as they start to lift weights, as they start to focus on what their body can do, as they start to quantify the change in pounds that they can lift rather than pounds that they're losing, it changes things and it changes your confidence. It changes how you show up. It changes how you view your body. And so you will never, ever regret getting stronger, it will always help you in whatever you, comes next for you, in whatever is you're going to be addressing in your life. So I really encourage you to make getting strong, and it, and getting strong is a relative term, right? Like for some people, getting strong simply means you know lifting a forty five pound barbell for the first time. Okay, that's like the first step in them getting strong. For other people, you know, you're challenging yourself and you're already at a 200 pound deadlift and you want to get to a 250 pound deadlift. Um, But you'll never regret taking time to build strength in your body, both physically, but also mentally and emotionally. There is just so much powerful strength in being physically strong. All right, so those are the five things that I've learned this last year doing CrossFit. One, there's a lot of perceptions about CrossFit and they're not completely accurate. Two, it's always you versus you, whether that's in the gym, whether that's in your fitness journey, whether that's any place in life, it's always you versus the previous you. Number three, layers are the best ways to learn anything challenging. Layer on those habits, layer on those cues, Number four, if you aren't feeling challenged, it's time to find something else. Continue pushing yourself. That is where the growth happens. And then number five, getting stronger is always a good idea. And being able to do something with that strength is really, really fun. So as you've been listening to this, some of you may already do CrossFit. Some of you may not. Some of you may have the desire to do CrossFit. But some of you may be having the question of, should I try CrossFit? Should you do CrossFit? And here's the things that I would um, have you ask yourself to be able to decide if it's something that you want to do. What is your goal? This is this is the, a big one. This is what I always have my clients get really, really clear on and that you should always be getting really clear on. Because once we can identify what your goal is, then we can reverse and engineer the process to get you there. So is your goal to get strong? Is your goal to have some consistency? Is your goal to um, just... Finally, make it to the gym five times a week. Is your goal to be able to have some fun? Is your goal to meet some new people? Like, what is your goal? What are you working towards? And then you can kind of see is CrossFit a good? mesh with that. I would say CrossFit is awesome for helping people to develop consistency because you sign up and because there's people who are expecting you there and because there's a community there. um, It can be very motivating to make sure that you are consistent in your attendance. Um, And because you're paying for it, that also is a big motivator for a lot of people in that consistency. Are you looking for a community? For me, this was something, and one of the big reasons I talked about in episode 23 of why I transitioned from powerlifting to CrossFit, I realized that I really needed community. I needed to be working out with other people. And my group fitness days, I had a lot of that. And then when I transitioned to more powerlifting, I didn't have the same experience. It was more alone training. It was me in my my, um, shed doing my own thing. And I just realized that I really craved that community. One of the strong points about CrossFit is the community that is built and is the friends that you will make. Um, and how awesome it is, is it to have friends who share the same hobbies that you have, that share the same goals, that share the same outlook on life and on um, nutrition and fitness and the importance of it. Um, and that community is such a big piece of CrossFit. My other question to you would be, are you looking for something varied or are you looking for something very specific, right? Like if your goal is to hit a 200 pound squat. You will be much better served by doing a, you know, a block where you're squatting three times a week. And, um, that's your focus. So if you have a very specific goal of trying to hit certain lifts or trying to progress on, um, you know, certain lifts or doing more like aesthetic work, you probably aren't going to be served as well in CrossFit because, like I talked about, there's much more variety there's a lot more, um, a wider scope of things that you're doing, you tend to be a little bit more of a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that's okay if that's what you're wanting. But if you have a very specific training goal, um, you have to see if that aligns with going to CrossFit or if you would be better served by doing some sort of training protocol that places emphasis on progressive overload for your particular goal. Now, if you've never picked up a barbell before, would I recommend CrossFit? I think group fitness is a great place for a lot of people to make that transition from never having picked up a barbell to picking up a barbell. But I also think that CrossFit can be just as good of making that transition for you. And one of the reasons that I think CrossFit may even be a little bit better than trying to lift a barbell for the first time in group fitness is just that the classes are a lot smaller and you get a lot more coaching and personalized one-on-one cues and, and coaching in CrossFit, where the ratio is maybe one to six or one to thirteen or one to fifteen, versus in a group fitness class where sometimes the ratio can be one to thirty-five or one to sixty, um, and the and the you know group fitness instructor isn't able to stop class coach you, and then get back on stage um, because that class has to keep running. Um, so I would say if you're someone who you're terrified of barbells, you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do over in that like, part of the gym and you would like to get into some barbell training, doing CrossFit can be a really good way to make that transition because you will have someone there who's experienced. You will have a coach that is guiding you through the movements. You'll have a coach that helps you start very low on your weight so that you're making sure you're getting that form correct so that you can progress and that you can see changes and you can see results. So I hope that helps you to understand CrossFit a little bit better. Um, it helps you to have an appreciation for whether or not maybe it's something you want to try or you want to dive into in the next little while. But I would love to hear what you think. What do you think about CrossFit? Have you tried it? What are some of the pros and the cons? CrossFit isn't Perfect. Um, I talk about it in episode 23 of some of my beefs with CrossFit. And, you know, it's not, not a perfect, uh, form of exercise or a form of training, but it is something that I have very much enjoyed. And it is something that I think a lot of people would enjoy if they could get past the perception of what they think it's going to be like and actually just dive in and get started. So I hope this has been enlightening. I would love to hear what you think. Do you hate CrossFit? Do you love it? What do you think? And again, if you, I talked a little bit about pull-ups, but if you're wanting to get your first pull-up and that's a goal that you have, and I know know a lot of you have that goal because I hear it from a lot of people, go download my free guide to getting your first pull-up in six weeks. I break down everything for you. You just have to follow it and do the reps and you'll be able to get that pull-up. And let me tell you, there's nothing more exciting for most females than to get that first pull-up because it's something that seems very out of reach for a lot of you. And it's not. If you have a a program and you train consistently in the way that I teach you how to do, you can get that first pull-up. So you can go to the show notes, bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 54, and we'll link that up in the show notes so that you can download that free guide. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can